What's going on everybody and welcome to Games Are Fun, the weekly video game podcast show that talks about video game news, stories, and highlights from the past week. My name is Luke Armstrong and thank you for joining me on another episode of Games Are Fun. In this week's episode, we're going to be talking about some news stories. There was a Harry Potter game that was leaked last week. There was a trailer for an unannounced Harry Potter game that popped up over on Reddit, of course, and it looks awesome. So I'm going to be talking about that and what that looks like. There's some new news coming from the Telltale Games story. Of course, Telltale Games closed its doors and laid off over 250 employees last month. So there is a new story about the Walking Dead franchise. A new studio is possibly going to finish off that final season of The Walking Dead. So I got a new story about that. And also, Nintendo filled a patent for a Game Boy phone case, uh, a case that kind of looks to be a case that you'll be able to emulate Game Boy games on your smartphone devices. So that's a really cool story. Going to be talking about that. And I noticed last week I failed to mention, it was a shorter episode last week, and I failed to mention the new games that PlayStation Plus subscribers and games with gold subscribers as well as Game Pass on Xbox One, what new games are coming for the month of October. So I'm going to fill you guys in in case you are unaware of what's happening. And also there was a leak for November's uh, PlayStation Plus games. We actually got uh, those games leaked and so... I'm going to announce what those games are for November. But before we get to the, all that and all the news stories for this week, we got housekeeping for you guys. So October's Community Let's Play. Each month, I pick a game or you guys pick a game and we play it as a community. I play with you guys, the listeners, every month. August was No Man's Sky, September was Fortnite, and this month is still unannounced. You guys sent in some suggestions, and I'm still not 100% sure on what game we're going to be playing, but I do have a date for at least one of the community Let's Plays, and that's going to be October 27th, which I believe is a Saturday, and we're going to do a community Let's Play with you guys, and we're going to stream it live over on twitch.tv slash gamesarefunpodcast. So make sure you guys stick to the podcast next week. We should have the game announced by then. And also stay locked over on my Facebook page, Games Are Fun. That's where the official announcement's going to be. And yeah, so if you're interested in partaking of that, um, make sure you head over on Facebook and look out for the updates. I don't know what platform the October 27th game is going to be, whether it's going to be on PlayStation 4 or Xbox One, but regardless, I'll let you guys know. Like I mentioned in last week's episode, I'd like to do a community Let's Play on both platforms, have a day devoted to Xbox as well as a day devoted to you listeners with a PlayStation 4, so I can kind of hit both crowds up. Uh, So yeah, just stay tuned for news around that. Um, And then more housekeeping, I... Uh, this is kind of uh, something that I just wanted to talk about. I finally finished Spider-Man for PS4. And by finishing, I mean I 100%ed that bad boy. I got the Platinum Trophy. I did. I unlocked every trophy for it. I did everything you can do in the game. And so yeah, it's done. I completed it after I recorded last week's episode. Hopped over. I, only, I knew I only had like probably an hour, two hours left of the game. And so I grinded through it. Uh, beat the final boss and everything and I gladly say that that is a wicked game probably the best game I played all year and probably the best game I've played 
uh, in the last couple years. I was really hooked on it the entire time. There was a little bit of lulls that I had um, some mundane tasks, of course, when you're trying to 100% a game and be a completionist. You got to do the unlockables and, you know, collect everything there is to collect. And I'm somebody who doesn't necessarily do that. Uh, that's not my style of gaming. And so I found that a little tedious near the end of completing every single, you know, um, criminal fight in every district and just completing all those things that were required for each district became a little bit repetitive near the end. And I think that's just because I wanted to, I was at a high point in the storyline and I wanted to keep pushing at the storyline. But whenever a new side mission popped up, I did it right away just to get it out of the way. So that would be my only complaint. Otherwise, I really liked the game. The story was really well done, I thought. Um, there was Peter Parker, the the character was really, really well done. The voice actor sounded incredible, like perfect for Peter Parker. Um, just how Peter Parker talked was very spot on to the true Peter Parker. Um, and then even the enemies, of course, I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but there's uh, multiple enemies and villains in the game. And there were some really, really cool enemies and villains. And they did a really good job at accurately reflecting those villains uh, as how they are shown in the comic books. I think that was really well done. Um, and then, yeah, you got Miles in there as well. You got to play missions as MJ. It was it was really cool. There was a lot of depth to it. I thought um, they really went the extra mile on certain aspects of the story, and they definitely ended it with a way that uh, teases uh, a sequel for the game. I don't want to spoil it for anyone, but it's it looks really fun. I'm I'm super excited to hopefully in the future, maybe next generation on PlayStation Five or something, uh, see a Spider Spider-Man Two come out. Um, and hopefully for Xbox owners as well. I know that that was a exclusive to PlayStation Four, but I obviously would love to see that game played on uh, so everybody can play it kind of thing. So now that I'm done Spider Man, I have kind of decided like, well, what, what should I do? I was playing Shenmue remastered on the PlayStation 4 before I got into Spider-Man and I probably got halfway through the game and then obviously I diverted my attention towards Spider-Man and so I'm kind of deciding like, should I go back to Shenmue or like I'm not a hundred percent, like it's a dated game. I, I was enjoying it, but like, I don't know if I want to go back to it right away. I have some other, I have a bunch of other games on my backlog um, and then I remembered that Forza Horizon 4 was releasing day and date with Game Pass, which is incredible. An $80 game, $80 Canadian that is, of course, uh, $60 if you're an American, that is being released the day it comes out in stores on the digital stores and in retail. You can all, if you're a Game Pass subscriber, you can download just like Sea of Thieves and State of Decay 2. Um, that's incredible. I knew I didn't wasn't sure if Forza Horizon 2 was going to be a, a day and date release on Game Pass, but when I found out that it was, I was like, hell yeah, dude, I'm totally going to jump in it as soon as it comes out. I love the Forza Horizon games. Um, Forza it, it is the king of racing games in my eyes. They do a really good job at providing really accurate racing simulation games. I think you've you talk to any fan of racing sim, sim games, they would say Forza is the king of them. 
Um, of course, I'm not a hardcore racing fan, but I appreciate how realistic those Forza games are. And it's cool because it's exclusive to Xbox owners. And of course, Xbox doesn't have a lot of exclusives to brag about. And I think Forza is a gem that um, it just it, the games are always great. Now, the Motorsport series is a little too realistic for me. The Horizon series is more arcadey, and I can get behind. Um, it's an open world game. You can take crazy jumps. There's different side missions you can do besides the you know traditional races. And so. Yeah, I've always liked the Horizon games. I really liked Horizon 2. I put a lot of hours into Horizon 2. Horizon 3 was just an improvement on that. And I think Horizon 4 is an improvement on Horizon 3. Of course, it's set in the United Kingdom, which just makes uh, the scenery really cool because it's a place that isn't, uh, is a little different, obviously, than Australia from Horizon 3. And what's really cool from Forza Horizon 4 is that it, actually has season changes in the game so of course the horizon games are surrounded around this horizon race festival and when you start the game it's in the the month of summer and i don't know how like long the seasons i'm, I'm into the fall season right now played through summer and i think i did like six or seven races before i got enough xp to go into the fall season and so i'm in the fall and that is i fall is easily my favorite season in real life and i've just been having a great time playing that game because the scenery is just like amazing the environment is so vibrant and full of colors and yeah like i just wish i had a an xbox one x to play this game on and so i had that 4k resolution and that hdr effects um that would be great to be able to play that game. I have a 4K TV and it looks amazing, but to have the hardware as well would just take it to an extra level, I think. So if you have a Game Pass subscription, you need to get Forza Horizon 4. Even if you're not into racing games, just give it a shot. You will be amazed by the the feat uh, that Forza reaches. Like it's The graphics are next to none. They look so realistic and... It's it's an amazing world to kind of immerse yourself in, and so yeah, I've been I've been playing that game. That's the game that I've been playing after Spider Man. I actually streamed it over on Twitch the other day. Shout out to Coleman Dean who stopped by in the chat, and yeah, I had a, a lot of fun with it. So I uh, I continue to put some more hours into that, and hopefully I can put it enough hours in to it before Red Dead Redemption Two comes out at the end of the month because that's gonna literally take up all my time. Speaking of Red Dead Two. I actually, I'm such a nerd that I booked time off work so that I could actually put in some hours into Red Dead 2 because that's just going to be a, a large game and a big world that I want to explore right when I can and I don't want any real world restrictions on that so yeah, I booked off time so I'm going to devote uh, a couple, well the day it comes out I'm going to be playing that bad boy all day long, You can you can expect that. So that's housekeeping. Um, now let's move into the stories of the week. So the first story I wanted to talk about this week was that new Harry Potter game that leaked. Um, so I'm going to pull this from uh, GameSpot's article. Uh, Kevin, oh Jesus, Kevin Knezevic uh, posted the article and uh, so I'm using that as my source to quote everything that was announced for this Harry Potter game. 
Uh, so it's titled Harry Potter Open World Game Reportedly Leak. So with the exception of recent Harry Potter mobile games and Niantic's upcoming AR game, it's been several years since Warner Brothers Interactive has released a new video game adaptation of J.K. Rowling's popular series. However, it appears the publisher has an unannounced Harry Potter game in the works and we may have gotten our first glimpse at it. Reddit user <laughs> Vape This Bro, that's, that's amazing, shared a video of the alleged new Harry Potter game online, which shows off character creation, spell casting, and open world environments set in and around familiar Harry Potter locations. The video has since been removed from YouTube by Warner Brothers, but mirrored versions of it are still available to watch. And while the quality of the video is poor, it still certainly looks intriguing. Uh, yeah, so the video uh, has been removed off YouTube, but you can still find the video online. Uh, it's just been mirrored. It's like the article mentions, it's not the greatest quality. Um, it's basically somebody's cell phone just recording a computer screen, but I mean that's how these things get out, of course. Continuing on, along with the video, Vape This Bro shared a synopsis of the alleged game, which should suggest players will assume the role of a fifth-year student. Shortly after arriving at Hogwarts, strange events begin to unfold in the Forbidden Woods, and players embark with a professor named... Elazar Fig to investigate. The game also allegedly allows players to freely explore the world and decide whether to pursue, pursue a path of good or evil. Eurogamer reports that the footage is indeed taken from an in-the-works Harry Potter game and that the title is being developed by Avalanche Software, the studio best known for its work on Disney's 2013 Toys to Life title Disney Infinity. Following Infinity's cancellation in 2016, Avalanche was briefly shuttered alongside all of the Disney Interactive's other subsidiaries until Warner Brothers Interactive acquired the studio in early 2017. Warner Brothers yet, has yet to officially comment on the alleged leak, but the fact that the studio is removing footage of it from YouTube suggests it's legitimate. The most recent Harry Potter game, Hogwarts Mystery, is available now on iOS and Android. The title is free to play, RPG set before the novels, although it has been criticized for its exploitive implementation of microtransactions. Niantic's aforementioned Harry Potter game, Wizards Unite, is still slated to launch in 2018 and will offer similar AR gameplay as Pokemon Go. So this is really, really cool. When I saw this, I was blown. I was really hyped, obviously. I'm not a huge Harry Potter fan by any means, but this is a game that I'm surprised has not already come out. Uh, a game where you can create a character, um, a student that attends Hogwarts, and it's kind of like an open world RPG style game where you can freely explore the school and do quests and use magic. That's really sweet. Of course, we had licensed Harry Potter games. Um, I think even since going back to the PlayStation 1 era, if I remember correctly, Philosopher's Stone was available on the PlayStation 1. And then up until, you know, the last movie release, they were based on the movies, but you played as Harry Potter. Um, fine games, I think, for the most part. I played a couple of them, but they're licensed games based on the movie, right? Um, to give players the option of creating their own story is what gamers want of course the harry potter lego series is obviously a very well-known game as well very well received and but again that's a different kind of game so this has got harry potter fans really hyped and it got fans like me who uh really appreciate um games that are of a popular franchise and giving what a player wants, like I mentioned, a free to roam 
character creation type game. Um, it's cool because I think you'll be able to cho choose what house you live in. Um, of course, there'll be like some elements of going to class and learning new uh, spells and that kind of stuff. So that's really, really cool. Um, my girlfriend, Megan, is a huge Harry Potter fan and she was obsessing. She watched the trailer multiple times. It looks really cool. I think um, if I got the game, if it is real and comes out, uh, I would, she'd probably fight me over the Xbox or PlayStation to play it. Um, so yeah, I think that as mentioned in the article, the fact that Warner Brothers has gotten the video removed off YouTube proves that it's legitimate um, because there's so many fake trailers that come out. This looks really legitimate. Go online, watch it for yourselves. I posted actually an article on it over on the, the Facebook page because I was so hyped about it. It looks real. I think that this will move out up any sort of official announcement that Warner Brothers was planning to, to make on this game. I think they were probably had a, some sort of timeline on when they wanted to announce this game, but because this is leaked, I expect that we will hear an official announcement for this game by the end of the year. That's just my uh, prediction. I don't know if that will happen or not, but we'll, time will tell, I guess. Okay, moving on to the next story. Uh, Telltale's Walking Dead um, could be seen the final season release. So, of course, last month, Telltale Games closed its doors and laid off approximately 250 employees, not giving them any sort of severance and only giving them health benefits that lasted till the end of September. And that was a, a very sad story, of course. Um, the focus of that story is the fact that 250 people lost their jobs. Um, you know, that that should be the, the main focus on that story, not the fact that The Walking Dead was not going to be complete. I could honestly care less about that. I'm more upset that, you know, the studio of talented and creative people uh, closed and now all these people are out of work. And, um, but there could be some sort of hope for The Walking Dead final season. Of course, after that happened, um, there was questions around The Walking Dead final season. It was in the midst of being released. We had episode one released and episode two released, and then they just pulled all of it off. Um, and so we weren't sure, you know, what's gonna happen? What ha happens to Clementine's story? So pulling this article uh, over from IGN, uh, Laura Prudom, uh, it's titled, The Telltale's Walking Dead, the final season will be getting its ending through Robert Kirkman's Skybound. Robert Kirkman announced that the final episode of Telltale Games, The Walking Dead, the final season, will be released via his company Skybound during the Walking Dead panel at New York Comic Con on Saturday. We successfully negotiated with Telltale Games for our company Skybound to come in and see season four of the Telltale game to completion, Kirkman said. According to a statement from Skybound, the company has taken ownership of Telltale's The Walking Dead, the final season, and will finish this season. Skybound will work with members of the original Telltale team to finish the story in a way that fans deserve. Skybound will continue to update fans on the status of the game on Skybound.com, Twitter, and Facebook. On Twitter, Skybound posted a message saying, we're so happy to announce that we've reached a deal with Telltale Games that will allow Skybound to continue The Walking Dead, the final season. Let's wrap up Clem's story right. More details to come soon. Kirkman previously hinted that there may be hope for the Telltale Games property at his panel Thursday. Just stay tuned 
Everybody involved is trying to make sure Clementine's story is told. It's a very unfortunate situation, but hopefully we will come out of it in some kind of positive way. I'm not concerned at the moment with having to tell the story in comic book form because I'm hoping that the games will eventually be completed. On September 21, Telta Games announced that it would be shutting its doors with the majority studio closure. Uh, I'm not going to go over that just because... Uh, I already talked about that. However, Telltale pulled the final season from stores only a day later, saying in a statement on The Verge that it is still working to find a way to hand off production of episode 3 and 4 so that the season can be completed. And the outcome of those efforts will determine when and how the final season returns to stores. This announcement that Skybound will complete the final two chapters of The Walking Dead, the final season, is in line with a recent report from Kotaku, which said Telltale was looking for another company to hire its former employees on a contract basis. Kotaku's report also claimed Episode 3 is essentially finished, with some voice work already done on Episode 4. Skybound, which is best known for its comics division, announced a new game publishing division in April. The company has been getting increasingly more involved in the video game space in recent years, having released titles such as The Walking Dead Road to Survive, Survival, Superfight, and Giant Cop, Justice Above All. Skybound Entertainment also created a video game adaptation of Kirkman's Thief of Thieves. Um, yeah, so that's basically the story in a nutshell. Um, this is, I guess, good news to see that the final season will be seen the light of day. And what I'm more concerned about is, uh, well, I think that, as Kotaku reported that on a contract basis, they'd be getting... Uh, telltale uh, employees that were laid off to come back in and give them a contract to pay them to finish this game. Of course, Telltale game, they're not going to be able to hire everyone back. Out of the 250 employees, only a portion worked on the Telltale games, of course. So that doesn't really help the other people that worked on other projects. But I mean, this is better than nothing. Um, I think this is the best possible sort of solution that could come from this this uh, terrible story. But um, yeah, I'm glad to see that there is closure on the story. Um, I'm sure from a creative aspect from the creators, they're really happy to be able to maybe come back and finish off the story that they've invested years and years of work over. So yeah, I'll keep on updating as the story continues, but I just wanted to update because I reported this story on a previous episode of Gaff. Okay, moving on to the next story. Let me pull it up here. Where is it? Okay, here we go. So this is coming from Eurogamer Tom Phillips. Nintendo has patented a working Game Boy shell for your smartphone. Uh, so over from Eurogamer. I've seen a few Game Boy cases out in the wild. Protective cases which, unofficially, make the back of your mobile device look like Nintendo's classic handheld. Um, side note, there's also been uh, some third-party companies that have created unofficial kind of cases that you can put your Game Boy in, um, or sorry, your phone into a kind of like a Game Boy shell, and unofficially use emulators and download ROMs for Pokemon games or Nintendo games for the Game Boy and play it through that. But Nintendo itself has re registered a U.S. patent for a plastic shell which encases your phone in a Game Boy shaped case complete with working buttons. This is something more than a standard case with buttons that cleverly react with your device's touch screen beneath to register commands. Oh, excuse me. A window in the design lets you see a Game Boy screen size portion of your own smartphone. 
phone. The pattern mentions it would be here that the game you are playing is displayed, or you can open up the front of the case to see the rest. It begs the question, when will Game Boy emulation come to iOS and Android, officially that is, because this case looks ready made for it. Nintendo reportedly began selling NES style controllers for the Switch to use with the console's new online subscription service, which includes access to more than 20 NES games on demand. A pair of these will cost you uh, 60 bucks. Hopefully this phone case, if it materialized, will be a little bit cheaper. So a little bit of a short story um, because it, obviously it's just a patent that was filed by Nintendo. There's some pictures uh, over on Eurogames article if you want to go over there and take a look for yourself at what it looks like. But essentially, yeah, it, it has working buttons, which tells you that it's not just some sort of case that cosmetically makes your phone look like a Game Boy, but something that could possibly prove uh, to be able to play Game Boy games. And I think this is really smart. Of course, there's been lots of rumors. We have the NES Classic, we have the SNES Classic uh, released. Of course, next would be either a Game Boy Classic or a Nintendo 64 Classic. And now none of those have been officially announced, but there's rumors and speculation that those could be seen in the light of day or getting an official announcement sometime soon. But I think this is a way smarter approach, especially uh, for the Game Boy, right? Rather than releasing a physical piece of hardware, like a Game Boy Classic, that includes, let's say, 30 plus games um, built into the piece of hardware and selling it for, let's say, 60 bucks, I think this is a much smarter idea for Nintendo. Everybody has smartphones, right? They already have those devices. If you sell the case, you could probably bring down the cost right? Rather than it's selling some sort of official piece of hardware, you could sell the case and the so officially release a software on iOS and Google Play stores for some sort of emulator um, that has a set amount of games in there. So what I'm suspecting is that they will release this piece of hard, uh, hardware case that you can attach to your smartphone devices there will be some sort of app that you can download and it will be similar to NES's, uh, the NES Classic games that came with Nintendo Switch online service where there'll be basically kind of like a, um, a subscription type service where there's let's say 30 games at launch that you can kind of scroll in and play as you go and because it's connected to the internet all the time and it's on a smartphone, they'll be able to update and patch those games and release future games as time goes on, right? That's the kind of downside to the NES Classic and the SNES Classic is that they have those games and that's that's it. Of course, people have modded them illegally and updated them with ROMs so that you can play like 500 plus games or whatever. But um, officially, you can only play those games that were bundled in with that console. With this, this gives Nintendo the option to be able to release games as time progresses, right? Um, I don't think the app would cost anything or the subscription. I think it would come included when you purchase this Game Boy case. So I don't know, who knows what it means. Nintendo files these kinds of patents all the time. Um, they update copyrights all the time. And whenever a patent or a copyright is, you know, found out or leaked, it basically creates so much rumor and speculation that there's going to be some sort of announcement for something officially. And sometimes those don't always, you know, see the light of day. 
but uh, this this looks pretty legit in my eyes. Um, so yeah, I think again, time will tell to see if this actually is something that gets announced in the future. But if it does, I'm definitely going to be getting this. Um, if if it if it acts the way I just described, if it does, if it, there's more barriers around it, then I'll have to uh, think about it a little more. But we'll see. I, I just think that would be really cool, and I think it would be cool for younger kids to be able to kind of check out older retro games and see what games we were playing when we were kids because of course we didn't have smartphones if we wanted to play games on the go we had to have our game boys packed in uh with us on road trips and that kind of stuff so i think it'd be cool for the younger generation to see what games look like and to kind of get why we're so hyped around games like pokemon um and stuff like that so yeah, that, that is a really cool story. Hopefully we'll see some sort of official announcement, um, but I don't expect it anytime soon. Now moving on, I mentioned at the top of the show that I forgot to mention last last week's episode was pretty rushed and I forgot to mention what free games you got um, for Xbox and PlayStation 4. So well, let's start with Xbox Game Pass. If you have a Game Pass subscription, there's some actual really cool games coming to October's Game Pass. Of course, Forza Horizon 4 is on there, as I mentioned. Wolfenstein The New Order. Um, this is the first game in the, the reboot of this kind of franchise for this new generation. This is a great game. Um, I really like Wolfenstein The New Order. It's a great first-person shooter. Uh, Wolfenstein 2 New Colossus came out last October. I played that game, really enjoyed it. Um, if you like first-person shooters download this game for sure um it's really fun metro 23 2033 redux westerado double barreled uh shantai half genie hero and then xbox 360 backwards compatible games are lego indiana jones the original adventures and split second so not bad lineup actually pretty impressed with this month quantity wise there's not a ton of games but quality i think is there and then moving over to xbox games with gold for uh xbox october 2018 uh the first game is overcooked available october 1 to 31st on xbox one side note overcooked is awesome uh such a fun game to play with friends uh eli to my nephew matt my brother-in-law you guys have gold subscription download this game and play it together it is such a fun game it takes a lot of cooperation um it's a really fun game to play with friends um, please, please download this game if you have a gold subscription and have not checked it out or heard of it. It's really, really fun. Victor Vron, available October 16th to November 15th. Stuntman Ignition, available October 1 to 15 on Xbox One and Xbox 360. And Hitman Blood Money, available October 16th to 31. Now moving on to PlayStation Plus's games. Um, actually, pretty decent games. I always think that PlayStation Plus has better games than... Um, like no offense to games with gold, but you know, like last month we got God of War three and destiny two over on PlayStation plus. Like that's, that's pretty awesome. Uh, so the PlayStation plus games for October, 2018, you can get these all month long are Friday, the 13th, the game and laser league Friday, the 13th came out last year and it's a really cool game. It's very similar to dead by daylight. There is one player that plays as Jason and the rest are camp counselors and Jason obviously just has to go around and try and kill you and 
Uh, I have yet to play it, but I've watched so many gameplay videos of this. I watch people streaming on Twitch, and it's a little janky, it's a little buggy, but uh, it looks like a really fun game. And I'm hoping to stream it because, you know, I, I mentioned I want to stream some creepy horror games for the month of October, and so yeah, I guess we'll we'll see. Hopefully, I, I can I play that game. Um, Laser League, I'm not super familiar with, but uh, I have seen gameplay footage of it, and it looks pretty interesting. But November free PS4 games have actually been leaked. Um, usually we get the announcement at the end of uh, the previous month. Um, but for whatever reason, these games leaked uh, a little earlier. And uh, Bulletstorm and Yakuza Kiwami are PlayStation Plus free games for November. Um, Bulletstorm is a game, I believe it is a remaster of a game from last generation. It's basically just a, a shoot 'em up game. Um, never play it myself. I'm going to download it. It looks, it looks really sweet when it comes in November. Yakuza Kiwami, you guys know that I am such a freaking huge fan of the Yakuza series. I love Yakuza 0. Kiwami is a, uh, a remake of Yakuza 1. That released on PlayStation 2. Please, like my my friends who have PlayStation 4, if this is it comes out as a free game in November, please download Yakuza Kiwami and please give it a shot. I want to talk about this game with people. I don't have any friends that actually play the Yakuza games because they're a little more obscure. They're a little weird. I get that, but they're really fun. Um, I think they have a lot of depth to them. There's so much to do. There's so many details to them. They're really, really good games, and I really, really want to talk about them with people. Man, does that sound desperate or what? So, yeah, the, those are some great games. Um, of course, I say it every time I talk about these. Please download these games. They're free to play if you have these subscription services. Um, I mean, even if you aren't going to play them right away, download them anyways, get them in your library, and maybe you'll come back to them one day um, you know, you might not play them right away, but at least you'll have them in your library. Okay, moving on to the end of the show, we had the question of the week last week. Um, last week's question was, I kind of finished off the show talking about horror games, and I had the idea of, you know, that we have lots of, well, not lots, but we have some video games that were turned into movie franchises, specifically some horror video games that were turned into movie franchises, the ones that come to mind, of course, are Resident Evil and Silent Hill. And so I, I pose the question to you guys, what horror movies would you like to see adapted into video games? Um, which is really cool. Uh, so Coleman Dean sent an email, uh, horror movie that would make a good video adaptation, um, almost as a sarcastic response, I feel as though elements from the scary, wait, wait sorry, 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 Coleman, I just, I'm losing track here. Okay, sorry, I was reading the wrong thing. For a horror movie that would make a good video adaptation, almost as a sarcastic response, I feel as though elements from the scary movie franchise could make a unique VR title, where you're attempting to fend off your inevitable doom. However, I feel like it would have the potential to be funner, funny rather than scary. Flipping the question around, I do think that The Last of Us could potentially make for a great horror-slash-road trip film adaptation if the story was left intact. So that's a response over from Coleman Dean, and of course... Um, Brian Paquin also write, wrote in 
his suggestions. Let me just pull them up. I gotta scroll through. Oh, this is what happens when you don't prep them soon enough. Um, here we go. Uh, this week's question would be saw VR, VR puzzle solving with a saw theme, um, <laughs> which would be pretty crazy. Uh, he also thought, uh, I was going to get that idea for more traditional game style. I think a crime slash horror movie like Sinister would be really cool as a game. Discover more about a story as you go while getting freaked out throughout the, uh, the game. Um, by the end, everything adds up and you realize things you wouldn't have, etc. Um, yeah, so those are both from Coleman and Brian. Pretty cool suggestions. I like how you guys both touched on the VR aspects of it. I think a scary movie VR game would be pretty funny. I think I like how you twisted that. Um, I used to actually really like the scary movies, like the, the early ones, like one, two and three. And then it kind of went off the rails of being just really obnoxious. But those movies were, I watched when I was a kid and yeah, I think it would be funny in a sense. I think there's a side of horror movies that are laughable uh, because they're so ridiculous. That's like a whole genre in itself. So I think that would be fun to kind of mix that kind of element into a horror video game. I don't think that is something that exists or at least none that I can, that come to my mind right away. And then Saw, they were Saw video games on the previous generation. They had a Saw and Saw 2 game. And, but a VR would totally change the game for those games. I think that uh, VR gives you that level of immersion of really uh, being in that environment, of course, and that would be freaky. Saw, of course, is known for having very complex puzzles that you need to complete in order to uh, survive. And I think VR would be the best way to, you know, deliver that to the, the player. Um, so yeah, my thoughts on this, I've been kind of thinking about it and I honestly think um, the that, yeah, the, the first thing that came to my mind was uh, Sinister is one, a really scary movie, but something like that, something that is, um, it would have to be a really well adapted into a video game. The hard part is that, uh, you know, the, the, this happens all the time. When video games are adapted to movies, they they fail because the story and the characters from those are meant to be through the medium of a video game, right? And the same with uh, a movie being turned into a video game sometimes doesn't translate well because they're more enjoyed just by watching and telling the story. It's hard to then give someone the responsibility of controlling what happens in the game. And so I was thinking, like, if a, there was a movie that was really story-based, a horror movie that had a good narrative and everything and a good plot, it would be very difficult to translate that into a video game. But I think if it was done well in a way um, that seemed seemed plausible, then I think it could, could be done. Um, I think a Freddy Krueger, like Nightmare on Elm Street game would be really cool. Something similar to the Friday the 13th game, uh, where somebody, it's like kind of has an online element where somebody plays as like Freddy Krueger. And like that whole dream aspect of the dream world and the nightmare, there could be some really cool elements, right? Like of not knowing when your character is in a nightmare, um, or when they're in real life, or 
when the two, you know, come come in together. I think that would be really sweet. Uh, big big fan of the old classic horror films like Halloween, um, like Friday the Thirteenth, like Nightmare on Elm Street, and so any of those games that they were adapted into a or sorry any of those movies if they're adapted into a video game and done well i think that would be really really cool um okay so moving on to this week's question of the week um of course if you have a response for this week's question of the week you can always email your answers into the email address gamesarefunpodcast at gmail.com or you can comment on this video wherever you're listening to it um, whether it's on iTunes or Google Play or SoundCloud or CastBox um, or head over to Instagram wherever you want to get the message to me wherever I'm accessible send me your responses in I'll read them on the show next week uh, so this week's question of the week is what is a uh, a franchise that is dead how do I word this I guess what um what is a an older franchise or IP video game that has not seen a release for a long time? What is a game that you would like to see make a comeback? Um, so uh, just to give examples, I guess if we think of like classic games, um, let's see here. What could I think? I can't even think of examples to give you guys. Uh, I think like. If we got like a new like Banjo Kazooie game or something like that, like think of like old IPs that maybe died out because the studios closed. What are some games that you'd like to see make a comeback? Um, yeah, send me your suggestions for this week's question of the week, and I will read them on next episode. Um, but yeah, that's the show this week. Thank you guys for listening. I appreciate you guys listening, whatever platform you listen to it on. Um, make sure you subscribe, like, comment, share the podcast with anyone who you think would like listening to the show. Uh, it really makes a difference when you guys share the podcast and spread the word on it. Um, next week's episode, um, actually, no, I'm not going to comment about that. Uh, yeah, we'll see you on next week's episode. Or I guess we'll talk to you guys on next week's episode, of course. Make sure you have it locked on twitch.tv slash gamesarefunpodcast. I'm going to be streaming lots of horror games in the next couple of weeks. Going to be playing some Resident Evil 4, as well as some Resident Evil 7, some Outlast 1 and 2, uh, maybe some Evil Within games like that. And yeah, we will talk to you guys next week. Have a good week, everyone.